1: love it with some passion, yes. rubber band
2: and the money that keeps stacking, keeps that. got a honey who come with elite fashion, that. she too
3: fine, I tell her that thing magic, that's you ain't a hustle, you broke, What well that
2: seems tragic. tragic, got a catch in the fields
3: like deep passes, yes. I tell her plug if it's sticky then please bag it, I
2: need, I need it. the best cause I grew up with neat madness. Need a Mac need mercy. Jewelry so heavy it might hurt me. Smoking extra kill, that extra
3: seal. Whoa, Buffalo money, need extra bills. Till I'm eating so much, I got a breakfast deal. I-
1: and there it is it's your boy Jay spencer king and i got my man Steros for the girls and i gotta get a nickname for antoine i don't know i, I mean i get it he's a man he's a professional one out the crew but i gotta get a nickname for my man antoine but it's your boy j spencer king Steros for the girls and mr antoine staley and we are here it is the chop up on wednesday nights during the off season what's going on fellas what's up with your Steros?
2: Hey, man, I'm good over here, ready to uh, get in this thing, dude. This is like my favorite day of the week, to be honest, man. Doing a chop chop up with y'all is like, it's muy bueno for me.
1: Yeah, it'd be like that. I'd be um, like, so I like, obviously, I love my show. I love the Code of Conduct, but I enjoy talking to y'all. It's like a different vibe, and I get to really just, just like, you know, really, you drink, so that's why you wild out, you know what I mean? But but no, what's up with you, Antoine? I know you're just getting back from the combine, so I know you uh, got a lot to talk about. Uh, Yeah, I
3: mean, it's a great time of the year, free agency in the NFL. I'm actually watching college basketball, like, trying to pay attention to y'all and talking talk to y'all at the same time. So it's, it's one of the best, to me, like, I think it's the best time of the year with free agency, college basketball, March Madness, the NBA kind of in the home stretch, too. And then you got baseball about to start up, too. So it's, it's really a fun time in sports.
1: The multitasking Antoine Staley. Yeah. Yo, let's start right where it's at. You already know where I was going to start. Forget the combine for a second. The, the, the Jets yeah. and, and this quarterback situation, man, they, they talking about Aaron Rodgers is really probably going to happen now. And it looks like it. Um, it, It's a lot of quarterback movement. We're going to get to – Obviously, we're going to talk about Lamar. We're going to talk about Daniel Jones. But I want to start with this Aaron Rodgers conversation, man. Like, is this happening or what? Like, I, I'm I'm hearing conflicting things, depending on who you're listening to.
3: I mean, I don't know. It's up to him. That's basically what it is. I mean, they went to the Malibu to meet with him in California. It's, I mean, the Jets brass, like Joe Douglas, the general manager, Robert Sala, owner Woody Johnson. I mean, they still don't have an answer from him. You know, he still has to think about it, so he's still considering retirement. I don't, I don't see that necessarily happening. Uh, And really, you look at the situations at quarterback. I mean, I don't know what outside the Raiders, I don't know what other you know fits he might have as far as like a team. So you know, it's either going back to the Packers, which they already pretty much gave him, they gave him permission, permission to talk to uh, the Jets, or you know, go back to the Packers. That's kind of the only two scenarios that I see. And it seems like the Packers are ready to turn the corner. you know, and to get the reins to Jordan Love. So, I mean, it's really up to him and what he wants to do. I mean, I, I get it because he's been in Green Bay for his entire career, but uh, he, he has to think about it. But if you're the Jets, you really need to answer, I think, before, you know, free tampering period, the tampering period on Monday, because otherwise then you kind of need to turn your attention elsewhere to other options that are available.
1: Can I say how proud of the Green Bay Packers I am no? Like cuz when you look at it from a certain way, they went through this with, with Brett Favre and it was almost like Brett Favre had them handcuffed. Like regard like he had to get his way when he wanted to retire, and he wanted to unretire. He wanted to do, like they had him handcuffed. Then for the past few years, it almost seems like Aaron Rodgers has been going through this dramatic situation as well. Not necessarily retirement, but figuring out if he wants to be there, if he wants to do, you know, and now the Packers is like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of your games, man. Just go ahead. We are breaking up. Go. You can go see other people. <laughs> you can go ahead and go on some dates. Well, they hadn't I'm cool with it
3: Yeah, No, they just kind of like, yeah. You, if you want to talk to them, you can. But nobody's. It's like some. It's like part of them. It's like we don't necessarily want to upset the fan base by saying like we're just gonna get rid of them. So we're hoping that he does it for us. But at the time I think from their in their perspective, like. They, but either way, but I think they're kind of exhausted by the whole thing because, you know, he's a diva in a way. I mean, you know, we talked about him – it was retirement too because, remember, he was flirting with being the host of Jeopardy at one point in time. So It it is – Exhausting, um, at least for their perspective, and I totally get it. I mean, in you're the Jets, you have to wonder, like, okay, how many years of Aaron Rodgers are you going to get? Is it just for one year? Because you're probably going to be in the same situation once again next year, where you're sitting there flirting with retirement at age forty, um, about to be forty one soon. And do you really want to go, go through that? If you win a Super Bowl, then yeah, but you know, it's no, you know, guarantee that you're going to do that. Considering Aaron Rodgers has only been to one of those early career. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that
2: go, oh, ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. That that's my whole problem with the whole thing. You know, if you're a Jets fan, like I wouldn't want that. Uh you're gonna be giving up assets to to get Aaron Rodgers for a short term fix. And you don't know what you're gonna have to give up, and you don't know if if he's gonna want to play after the season. I mean, I, I just, you know, I would pass on him. I, I really don't understand the infatuation with Aaron Rodgers. Great player, but you know, it'd be one thing if he was 32, 33, right? But he's 39 years old. And what do you got to give up to get him? So, I mean, I know you what, – what is your idea of a compensation package to to get Aaron
3: Rodgers? Probably at this point because they would, like you, – hope the package would eat some money – so, because his, I mean, he's expected to make upwards to like $59 million next year. So, you hope that he could put, they could probably eat a lot of that money. And then the compensation might be a little bit lower, whereas like a second or a third round pick, maybe, just because they already have a plan in place for him. So, yeah, I don't think it'll be a first round pick, although it could be. Uh, but I don't think it'll be like two first round picks, like I, I, like it would be, like if you try to go out to Jack. Like, I, I know I saw a question there, talked about how would he mess around with the league? I mean, that's a good question because, you know, it was a situation where the Packers, you know, he didn't necessarily, you know, go to the, you know, off program and, you know, gel with the chemistry of the young receivers. And, you know, you kind of saw that was kind of a bit of a detriment to the Packers because they didn't get their chemistry going until later on in the season. And I think mm-hmm. I definitely think that hurt them. And part of the reason why they didn't make the playoffs last year, although they had an opportunity to do so at the last game of the season.
1: I think for me, when I when I think about this, the way this whole thing is playing out, it's just obviously I get I know Sterling is like I don't get the infatuation I get the infatuation with Aaron Rodgers. I mean it's Aaron Rodgers, but what I don't get is is basically what you just talked about, Antoine. It's like you're going to give up these assets, you're going to give up second round or whatever it is. If if that's me, like I'm looking at a second round draft pick as a very good player that you can draft, whose contract you have control over for four you know, five years, depending on whatever contract you give them. And, you know, what you're just going to get more production. I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing at a high level for five more years.
3: Well, no, but you have to look at the perspective of the coaching staff in general. Like, their jobs are on the line. Like, remember, like, the Jets, like, they, they were 7-4 and four at one point in time. Like, they had an opportunity to make the playoffs. I mean, they were – you know, not that I thought anybody anybody thought they were gonna win the division, but you know, after they beat the Bills, like people were getting excited, like, oh yeah, this is the year they're gonna break that long playoff drought. And it didn't happen. They lost six straight the end of the year. So now you come into a year, you know, go from a year where you didn't have any expectations to a year where you better make the playoffs or I mean the coaching staff, they understand what it is. like so they feel the pressure. General Joe you know, Douglas, the general manager, feels the pressure and they know they need to get a veteran quarterback and you know, what way to do that, especially when you, you know, end up you know, getting Nathaniel Hackett away from Denver after he was fired, and then he ended up working with Aaron Rodgers. So you're kind of connecting the dots that way. So, what better way to, you know, try to solve your veteran quarterback situation and to go out and get, you know, Aaron Rodgers? Although I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's a short term fits, it's nothing long term. I mean, you better try to, you better win this this year because you don't know necessarily, uh, you know, what the. They hold there, and to be quite frankly, you might not even be the best team in your division. Still, you know, but you know, if you have an opportunity to make the playoffs, then you know, you, you always have a shot to possibly get into the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't sacrifice your future, man. If they go for any quarterback, it should be Lamar Jackson, and that, that's not even. I mean, I don't even know why people are having other conversations about other quarterbacks. Like, if you're the Jets, get something. I would give up two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson if I'm the Jets.
3: Yeah, I think the only problem is that do you do you have trust in um, Nathaniel Hackey to build a offense around Lamar Jackson when we saw what he did or didn't do with Russell Wilson last year? Now, granted, you know, you can talk about Russell Wilson and his skills declining, but Nathaniel Hackett did nothing to really help him last year in that situation, too. So if why not go to something that you know better than, you know, something that you don't know in a season where, again – they got to make the playoffs like that's that's what it, they didn't you know Woody Johnson did not get him a playoff mandate but they have to make the playoffs yeah. or everybody's fired everybody's gone probably
1: it ain't I want us. Lamar in the NFC <laughs> I want Lamar in the NFC I don't even want him in the AFC well, I think the, girls.
3: like if they get rid of him but the problem it like the problem with your finding is what you, where is he going to go like for me I think you know it's like a handful of teams that would try to build an office around him otherwise I mean the Falcons have said they're out on them. The Panthers want to draft a young quarterback. I, I already talked to people there. Like that's their preference. You know, even the Raiders are like, nah, we're good. Like they don't even want to do they don't want to deal with it. So yeah, it's And I hate that. I
1: hate well, that. you know what's I hate it, but I hate it because I feel like and I know that the, the word collusion is collusion has been thrown around right. over the last couple of days now. I'll go as far as saying that, but I don't even if you're not looking at it from that perspective. So just say there's no collusion, a smart owner, a smart GM. Do you really feel like a smart GM who needs a quarterback will come out his mouth and say, no, we're not even interested in Lamar Jackson. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you don't say, you just don't say anything. Right. You, You don't have to
3: say anything. I mean, notice the Jets didn't say anything because it's still an option potentially. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i don't know what uh, aaron Rodgers are gonna do so you know that's if he decides to return to green bay or retire then that's probably their second option
2: and i'm glad you brought up the whole collusion thing because thou dost protest too much the fact that you outright come out and say you know we're not interested in lamar jackson regardless if he's wanting a, a guaranteed contract which i don't think he should get a guaranteed contract but The fact that you don't put your hat in the ring, I don't know if that you're trying to save face because behind closed doors you're in it, or it just seems to me it just seems fishy. I mean, you'd rather take a a 40 year old quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, and and, I mean Geno Smith got the bag this week, Derek Carr got the bag this week, and Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is the best free agent quarterback on the market, and and there's no market for him. That just seems a
3: little odd to me. I think part of it too is like teams don't want to do the dirty work for the Ravens. Like simply because they could still match any offer that they present in front of their table. Like they can sign an offer sheet, but the Ravens can be like, "Okay, yeah, we'll just match it. And then that be that. Whereas, you know, it's been kind of a standstill between the two sides. And, you know, Lamar, they're they're essentially testing, telling Lamar, like, if you don't believe this is the best offer you can get from us, then go out and try to find it. And maybe he can't find it out where, but you know, I, I think that's kind of the issue too. Like they've given him certain offers. Like you hear certain things, but uh, but they've given him certain offers, but they don't. He doesn't want to take it, right, from what I understand.
1: Well, and and I think basically, I, I don't want to again. I don't want to misspeak on any teams or anything like that. But I think the part that starts to look like the collusion is there is when you have so many teams stacking, like saying, yep, we're not interested. We're not interested. Now, from from your the point you just made, it's a great point. I get it. If you're like, we're not about to do your dirty work, fine. But I feel like there should be some teams who realistically feel like, yo, we should be in the running for this dude. So for you to come off the bat, like these teams that you know need a quarterback, you mean to tell me, y'all that impressed with it? I get it. Everybody's t- talking to me about, the the few quarterbacks in this year's draft and somebody coming out next year, I've been getting all these, I don't care what nobody say. Ain't nobody in this year's draft or next year's draft that I'm going to say, I'm going to take him over Lamar Jackson. And I'm okay with like, there's just nobody. Now there's somebody that I would draft and be like, all right, he's a good quarterback. If I don't have a shot at Lamar Jackson, you mean to tell me a 26 year old MVP, granted, he hasn't come out. He doesn't throw the ball like Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't throw the ball like Josh Allen. He's also been in a a run-heavy offense. We've had that offense in Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor. We know what that offense is like. You put him with an offensive mind that actually can put – Lamar Jackson can throw the football. I don't understand why this is still even a conversation at times. Right. Lamar Jackson can throw the football. You put him in an offense that has to throw it, and it's going to look like a different thing, and I just – well, I, I don't know. It, I just don't too, get
3: it, man. It's like, a, again, you have to build an offense around him. Like, not necessarily, like, yeah, he can throw it, but you want to build an offense that can also cater to his ability to run the football, too. Right, right. Like, like the Eagles. Like, I think the Eagles, like, although, you know, Jalen Hurst is there, but it's kind of similar type offense where they're throwing the ball down the field. They have weapons and things of that nature. They're asking him to do more than just running the football, as opposed to, I think, what Baltimore is asking them to do. Like, a lot of those offenses are. Very hard to find nowadays, to be quite honest with you. And you have to have an open-minded offensive coordinator that's willing to do that. How many of those are out there? Again, it's probably like a handful, if that. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe the Colts would be, a you know, okay situation for him. But, you know, again, would he want to go to the Colts? Would the Colts would rather just, you know, start with a young guy?
2: Yeah, I I don't know why they're making it as hard as they're, they're making it seem. I mean, look, the Bills wouldn't got Stephon Diggs. Uh, there are other teams that went out and got their signal caller quarterback. The Ravens failed to do so. You know, oh, I understand.
1: Wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even want to cut you off. They failed to do that, but they failed to do it because who wants to play wide receiver in a Greg, a Greg Roman offense? Correct. Correct. Money so talks. Not, money uh, talks. No, no, it don't money talk. Talks, no. it, no, money it, talks. It, it talks as, about legacy it's 100 leg- percent about legacy you don't want to be the wide receiver yeah you made money it, it, it's fun when people at the end of the day man i got the bread you want to go down as one of the greatest wide receivers of all time right. you want to be paired with a hall of fame quarterback who can throw the ball yep. and get you there's but a but reason we're why talk- we're, did- but we're
2: not talking about like we're we got tim tebow here we're talking about lamar jackson
1: it's not about lamar it's about greg roman being the play caller That's if Dude, you can have Josh Allen out there with, with Greg Roman, and he's not gonna ha- he's not gonna look like what he's looked like. That's They're gonna have the that
2: issue. That's a leadership issue, and that's what I'm
1: saying. So now that's he's they, out I, the way. That's why they got it out coordinator. One hundred percent, he's out the way. So, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, but I'm saying like that's been the problem. And when you go, have you seen over the last week and a half all of these Ravens players come out and start questioning the leadership on that team? Yeah. Down from the GM all the way down to the offensive coordinator. Down to the strength coach, I'm telling and, you, man. Like it, it money talks, but yeah, don't model. nobody want to play in that offense?
3: Yeah, they're they're a model organization, to, or they were like because, man. but you know, Greg Roman, Like, I mean, from the top down, like they were a model, like a team that people wanted to go to. At least, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, like I feel like a lot of people kind of compared them to but the Steelers are like they, they had structure in the organization from the top down, whether Ozzy Newsom or, you know, Eric DeCosta, who's there now, like they always had structure. And now you're seeing a little bit of rumblings there where, you know, I think you kind of saw some, you saw some of that later on in the season when, you know, John Harbaugh was saying, I don't know. I don't know what Lamar Jackson's coming back. So it's, it's some hurt feelings. There's some things personal there. Like, and I think part of that also, he, I hate to say he needs to hire an agent. Like, yeah, I think he does. He agent, like, can un- understand your role and like where you are, like as far as the market. Like, mm-hmm. and without that, like, it's hard to tell what his market is. Like, a real agent would sit down and tell you, like, look, this is what's out there. Like, at the combine, because everybody talks about contracts and things like that. The combine, they would have sit down and told you, like, this is what's out there. Do you want to stay with Baltimore or do you want to go somewhere else? Like, this is is going to probably be the options. Without an agent, like, what he has, you know, you don't necessarily know what's out there.
1: I hear all of that, and I agree with it. I'm agreeing with everything that's being said. The only thing that I disagree with was the fact about, you know, because it was Greg Roman. Like, when we had him in Buffalo, we couldn't stand Greg Roman. And I know it, it came down on Tyrod. It it was Tyrod, but it wasn't Tyrod. It was Greg Roman, bro. It was Greg Roman.
3: Part of that too is because the limitation that Tyrod had. I mean, Tyrod's a nice player, but you know he wasn't the yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And that's why I
1: said, and that's why I'm saying, like it was it was Tyrod, but it wasn't just Tyrod. Like he got a lot of the blame, and then Greg Roman goes on to get another job with a great quarterback with a great organization, and then he does the same thing to that offense. So but anyway, moving on, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy to me that this is Daniel Jones gets a bag. Sterling mentioned that uh, Geno Smith gets a bag. I'm happy for Geno Smith, but for sure. I'm happy. I'm happy for Daniel Jones. I'm happy for everybody who's getting the bag. Like I feel like all these players, it's it's a dangerous game. It's a hard game. Get the bag. But what's crazy to me is the caliber of player who's not getting the bag. Right. Could you imagine if Joe Burrow next year don't get the bag? Like, he, could you imagine if he, if if the if the Bengals just was just like, no, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give you the offer you want. Go ahead and see what you could do out there. Like, can you? So I don't want, I don't want this to be confused that I'm taking up for Lamar. Like, it's a black or white thing. This is not a black. Or, I'm, I'm right. making a point. Like, could you imagine? Like, to me, Lamar Jackson is still a. Top, I might not put him top five. He, he, he hasn't shown that he's a for top sure. ten quarterback. And yeah. you mean to tell me a top ten quarterback? Is just and you have teams coming out. now we good. What? Immediate. What did the Falcons? I ain't have? never seen
3: it.
2: Immediately.
1: What did the Falcons have this past season?
3: Marcus Mariota and uh Desmond Ritter.
1: You get what I'm saying? Like really, y'all good on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all good? Heck no, man.
3: But anyway, moving on. I it would have been Atlanta. I actually thought was Atlanta because you know, obviously Michael Vick in the phenomenon there, like. Uh-huh. You yeah, i like put Lamar Jackson on there like he's the most popular quarterback since Vick was there. No, no disrespect respect to Matt Ryan and he did some good things there, but we know the kind of the demographic that's in Atlanta and then like what Lamar Jackson could bring to like down there in uh down there in Georgia. So, yeah, he would have been
1: super popular down there. It's beyond me. And like I said, this one I'm I promise everybody. I'm not making this a race this is not a race conversation. No, no, a no no. Top player. Yes, he's a top player, and he's not. And I just don't understand. But see, the conversation has been disrespectful about him since he came out the draft. So, correct, you know, yeah. like, he should be a wide receiver. <laughs> oh, he's a running back. Okay, exactly. Right.
3: This dates back Let- to when he was in Louisville. So yeah, this is yeah. like, a um, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So let's move on. Uh, Twan was he was in Indianapolis last week for the combine, and I wanted to actually bring up. So Sterling. So for those of you who are listening via podcast, if you're watching right now sterling loves this time of year like this is his thing and uh he has this article fantastic article that he wrote about the buffalo bills options in the draft this year he has some you know running backs wide receivers defensive linemen and he goes through and i'm sorry i didn't mean to speed through that like that but he goes through and he kind of explains you know why they would be a good fit for the team and you know so i I do want to get An opinion, you know, so just a little bit of uh, just share some of what you saw, who you were impressed with, or and then we'll go around like the AFC East and talk about you know what you feel each team needs to kind of focus on in order to make the next step. You know, when after the draft,
3: well, I mean, Zay Flowers with the Bills I mean, that'd be a home run because they they definitely need another playmaker. And I've seen Zay, like, I remember when when I was still living in Florida, like, he's from South Florida area, I mean. I was shocked that he ended up going to BC to begin with just because I thought he was just that good. But man, like if the bills can possibly get somebody like him to take some pressure off Stefan this, I mean, that would be, you know, absolute home run. So yeah, for me, like uh just people, people I saw, I mean, obviously Anthony Richardson was pretty impressive there. I think, you know a lot of people, you know, were questioning would he be a you know, first round pick? I think he pretty much solidified that, like, especially top 10. Yeah, people are talking about him going in the top five now. I think you know, he's that good. Bryce Young, um, wanted to see how tall he was, how big he was, he weighed over 200 pounds. I think he's probably going to be the first quarterback taken. Probably somebody's team is going to trade up the number one. I think the Panthers are possibly a potential option there for Bryce Young, too. As well, you know, I think B. John Robinson, also, I think. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles took him at number 10. I think he's that good. And, you know, depending on what happens with Miles Sanders, they definitely could use a running back there. I don't know if uh, Miles is going to come back too. But those were some of the players that I was pressed press with in the draft. I mean, just the combine. And, you know, Paris Johnson Jr., I think he's definitely uh, a guy that I would look at too. I know uh, Stirls, you know, mentioned Dewan James. I mean, John, uh, Jones, who of Ohio State, who I loved. I saw him at the Senior Bowl. Like, I mean – he is just a man amongst boys. He kind of remind me a little bit of Makai um, Betton, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit better shape too. Like he, I mean, you can't get through him. I mean, the only way you can get through him is like you use your speed. But, you know, as far as the power, you know, offensive lineman, like you're not moving, like he's like a brick wall. So, <laughs> I mean, if the Bills could possibly get him, I think he'll be a second round pick. So, I mean, he he's there in the second round and, you know, Buffalo's there. I, I mean, that that would be definitely a home run for them too as well.
1: Go ahead, Charles. I know this is your thing.
2: I, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: stepping back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, you know, when you, when you talk about the bills, man, there's so many, uh, so many players that they, they should be looking at. They could be looking at, you know, there's been rumblings this week that tight end could be on the table. I don't see it, but I think a player that um, teams or or as fans, we should be really looking at is a guy like Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Uh, he, he is a very versatile defender he could rush the passer. He could do all the a-gap stuff that uh, Tremaine Emmons does. He's not as dynamic in pass uh, coverage as Tremaine is, but he is. He he can do it. He could do it. I mean, this guy even plays snaps at safety uh, with Clemson. So you know, I know you know it's not the sexy pick, but um, it does appear that the Bills do value those linebackers, and this is a guy that um you know if he's not on your radar I, I believe that trenton simpson should be on your radar because he's that good um i would love for the bills to go wide receiver you know i've been hammering the table for the bills to, to go offense uh you know for the past few years and it just doesn't seem to happen and uh i mean you can only put so many assets in that defense and i know you know just like if you don't have a quarterback keep draft a quarterback but i feel like man the bills are at at a critical point uh You know, in their growth period where you need to start getting Josh Allen some some long term options at cheap costs and uh, you're going to have to. I mean, let's look at it. If you look at the free agent wide receiver class, there ain't nothing there. And why is that? Because teams are holding on to the wide receivers or when they trade them, they're getting big time assets. So why wouldn't you just draft one or two? Uh, coming up in this draft. The guy in the second, third round, Marvin Mims, is a, is a solid option. I like Josh Downs out of North Carolina is uh, is a solid option. And go get somebody um, with some upside, maybe in the later rounds, you know, with some height, speed, uh, height weight, speed guys. So um, there's options for the Bills to go get a wide receiver. I just hope that they don't waste any time and stop being cute and just go get the guy they want.
3: Yeah, Nathaniel Dale is another guy who I really like out of Houston. Like, I think he's uh... – like, probably a third, fourth round pick there if you wanted to, you know, look at wide receiver later on. Another guy, like, I wanted to bring attention to, like, Brian Branch from Alabama. I think he's uh, – the Jets are also kind of looking for safety help, too. I know I spoke with one of the Bills writers, and he was like, man, like, I don't think Branch is going to make it, but he'd be a perfect fit for the Bills. And, yeah, I kind of agree, too. Like, I mean, he's played – you know, a number of different positions. It kind of reminds me of Micka Fitzpatrick, like what he was at Alabama and what he is in the league, where he can play in the slot. He can also play, you know, as a free safety too as well. But, yeah, I think uh, Brian Branch is also somebody that can impress me too as well in the combine.
2: Mm Yeah, Jack Campbell is a guy that uh people are talking about in the chat. Uh he's he's not small. I think mean, Jack uh Jack Campbell's like 6'3, 6'4. You know, he's not the athlete that Tremaine is, but he, what he brings to the table is that you know he he can fill gaps. I think he can go sideline to sideline. And he's one of those guys uh that when you when you watch him, he's very he he looks old school, but he's always around the football. Like his his instincts um and, and tracking the ball, they're elite. And why wouldn't you want that out of a linebacker? I mean, I think Jack Campbell will be a steal uh, in the third round. So, uh, you know, Daylen, uh Henry uh, is a guy that, that from Washington State that the Bills should be looking at for a linebacker. And you mentioned the safeties. There are some good safeties. Uh, Jair Brown from uh, Penn State. I mean, th- there's guys that, you know, that could be had uh, later in the round. So it just I, – i in these meetings – right? I, I want to be a fly on the wall and kind of hear what Brandon Bean and these guys are talking about. I hate being in, I hate watching the draft and you just see picks like, you know, Terrell Bernard in the third round and you scratch your head and then you see them not really use him and I just don't understand it. So I, I really hope that Brandon Bean has a, a draft for the fans. Like go get people that you know, they're going to come in and contribute right away.
3: Yeah. I know in the chat, they mentioned like Washington from Georgia. I mean, I don't know if the – I know, obviously, I don't see the Bills taking a tight end either because we're not sending the money that they're committing to him, but – you know, if you wanted to do something out of Spike, because I think the Dolphins <laughs> might take him, I think he'd be a really good fit there. This kind of what they do, and they're trying, they're going to move on from Mike Geseki simply because like he doesn't necessarily fit their scheme. That would be a player that you know you end up taking. Who I think you know Washington's going to be a home run, you know hitter no matter where he is, because he can block, he can you know you know pass protect, and also he can catch passes too. So I think he's your all around tight end.
2: I like him. I just don't, I just don't think the bills know how to utilize yeah, guys like that um, in in their offense. You know, Josh Allen, we know Josh Allen likes to throw to wide receivers. Now I know if you get a guy like him, you know, what does that mean for Dawson Knox? How much 12 personnel are you actually going to run? I, I just don't know. Uh, but they, the bills do have a track record with, with uh, their offensive coordinator, some of their uh, offensive coaching staff where they've used 12 personnel in the past with the Panthers. So that doesn't mean that they're, they're able to do it. And, and Josh Allen's a much better throw of the football than Cam Newton. Uh, but Darnell Washington is a intriguing prospect. I just don't really see the style that offense the Bills play. I just don't really see a fit.
1: Last night on the Court of Conduct, I said, you know, for me, it's offensive linemen, wide receiver are my equal needs for the Buffalo Bills in the draft to address. But if if you can double dip like we did that one year with the defensive lineman when we got Boogie and when we got group. If there's two good wide receivers at the top of the draft, double dip. You know what I mean? Like, if there's two great offensive – I think that's a little different based on where we're drafting. I don't think we're going to get the value. Maybe. I don't know. But if there's two great wide receivers, man, Brandon Bean, I stop playing these games. Preach. Stop playing these games, man. Like Best he, available, he, available player. Take the best – of. if he's a wide receiver, then take him. I mean, best available player, yeah, but, but at the same time – I feel like if if the best available player at that point is a cornerback, I don't want them to draft a cornerback. I just don't. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I well, you, you because always we need no. Bro. You always I, use cornerback. I, I feel you, I, and I get that. But what I'm saying is, what we need is a wide receiver. We need an offensive lineman. And I understand why people say you you draft the best player available. I get the philosophy. I get why that's always the best thing to do.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
1: The, the, the greatest holes that this team has is after stefan Diggs and all across that offensive line after deion nothing. dawkins. You like nothing. you we have to we have to. And you you draft a you draft a cornerback and then you, you wait till the sixth round again to draft a wide receiver and then we're wondering why we have wide receivers not playing half the season because the team doesn't quite trust them. We drafted Khalil Shakir last year who after the draft, they they ranted and raved about Shakir. They raved about him. He barely played, and then they started to play him a little bit there at the end. Get me a guy, like go and get me. A guy. I also last night I mentioned. Look at look at what the Bengals did. The Bengals drafted Jamar Chase. They drafted T Higgins. Like, boy you can tip. do it. You can do this. Like, stop stop doing this thing where it's like you try to put a a, a makeshift wide receiver core together because you think josh allen is that great he is that great but the thing is you have to get him great receivers too i don't care how great josh is you put me on that field and guess what i probably have 85 drop break, and the 15 15 <laughs> catches i got is on screens that i'm wide open other than that so you need elite guys man get elite guys
3: okay forgive me like i don't necessarily know the bills cap situation off the top of my head but uh, there is a wide receiver that's possibly on the market. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, like I don't. I'd probably have to work out. You know, contract or whatever like that. But could that be an option too?
2: Ooh, that's tough. I, I think yeah. I think uh, anytime there's a good player, uh, you know, out there, I think you know he's a candidate for Brandon Bean to take a look at. Um, I personally, I pass because uh, I want the Bills to go get guys that could be here long-term. Like, Stefan Diggs is no spring chicken. DeAndre Hopkins is 30. Like, I, I, I want them to have guys that they can groom uh, and that they're cost-effective for the next four years, four to five years, and that you can turn around and, and resign them. I mean, that because of Josh Allen's contract, because of contract of Von Miller, I think you're going to lose the flexibility uh, to, to to go out and, and kind of be cute with some of this stuff. So I think, you know, it really does boil down to how well they can draft and develop.
1: And it's gonna come down to if they're willing to, to part with some of these guys that they've invested in for so long. Mm. You have the conversation, and there's a couple conversations that can be had, especially next season. But um, you know, right now, are we? Do you do you really want to continue to invest in an Ed Oliver, who's been good, but not what you thought at at nine? You know, do you want to try to trade him away and see if you can get something back? Do you want to? I'm not gonna go down the list, but there are there are questions and there's conversations to be had but for me honestly like i said i you know not I, i'm not even just trying to argue cuz i agree with what you're saying i understand to draft the best player available i'm with you but i guess as a bills fan i've been on that for the last 5 years now and it seems like they don't know who the best player available is cuz they drafted cody ford instead of dk metcalf in the second round so for me it's like okay scrap that like forget <laughs> that get the dude that you know right there is a beast that that you need go get him so, like, that's just where I'm at.
3: Well, if you're going to do that, like, they need to, if they like Zay they Flowers, they're probably going to jump in front of the Giants in order to do it because I, I know the Giants definitely need some wide receiver help. And, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be a tight end or a wide receiver, they they get, they got to get Daniel Jones. And, you know, whether you keep Saquon there, which seems like they'll at least keep him for a year, they got to get him some more weapons there. So if you really like him, then, you know, there's nothing wrong with trading up to go get somebody that you're really, you know, passionate about.
1: What do you think about the Jets now? Like, you know, I know we talked a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and what they might do at quarterback. Um, And I'm sure there's other moves to be made in free agency as well. But going into the draft for the Jets, what do you think is the outlook? Obviously, best player available, but what do you see as needs?
3: Offensive line, definitely. Um, They need to center. Uh, Like Connor McGovern is, you know, free agent. You know, they have some questions to tackle too because. I mean, Dwayne Brown may come back, but he he'll be 38, you know, at the start of next year. Or so, and you know, I know they a lot of people Jets fans are happy about Makai Betton and losing all this weight, and you know they. But the man ain't played in two years, mm. so you really can't necessarily depend on him. And I imagine they de- they declined his fifth year option because they have to make a decision on it by March, by May second. So, having said that, I think tackle. You know, whether it be left tackle or right tackle, both both really are really a priority. And safety, I think safety is also a big D too, as well. But, you know, they also add a linebacker, too, as well. I mean, they, they're they pretty set at, you know, their edge rush, red rush position. I, I would add a running back at some point. It doesn't have to be the first or second round because as much as I like Brees Hall, you don't know necessarily how he's going to come back from an ACL tail, especially considering yeah. – Suffered in October. So you don't want to necessarily put a lot of pressure on him to carry the full load because let's let's be real, the Jets offense was not the same, you know, after he went down. Like they only won one game the rest of the year um after they went against Denver. Well.
1: Wow. Okay. Sterles, do you have any you know, anybody that you could see the Jets utilizing in the draft? First, second round?
2: Man, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking at quarterback, to be honest. Uh I would go I would go get Anthony Richardson, or I'd take a, a shot at Will Levis. Um, I think if, you know, if you don't have a quarterback, your roster's incomplete. Um, I mean,
1: facts. If I, you're right. If I'm the Jets, I'm taking this year's first, and next year's first and going to get Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, go ahead. yeah if, 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 you know. You, since can't, go you ahead. can't
3: let this regime t- draft another quarterback, though. You can. Because they're They're on the hot seat. Like, they, they cannot. They can't <laughs> afford to wait on a guy that could possibly – you know, take a year or two to develop. They they'll be fired. Like you can't take an Anthony. I love Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be tremendous, but it's going to take him more than one year to be you know to show you signs that he's going to be a starting quarterback in this league. That's how I feel. Like you need somebody that's going to help you immediately. And I don't. No, that know makes sense. Can. Yeah,
2: uh, here's why. And here's why I say that. Just because you know the Jets have a running game uh that that they can hang their hat on and that they got a strong defense right and so if you go out and you get one of these young quarterbacks you know that's that's how you're going to develop is playing the damn game you know what i'm saying like put them out there you know make sure you have the right infrastructure make sure you can get them protected off its line but let them do his thing man i mean i think you know gone are the days where a guy needs to sit for a year or two years for him to, de- to develop and then put him in the game and then have another year of development as he's been developing for the past two years. I think, you know, it's, it's instant gratification league now. You go graft these guys, you, you're you expecting them to come in and contribute something. And so if you can't get, you know, the most out of him, then you need to find the offensive coordinator or even look back at your structure to figure out how you're going to get the most out of these guys. That's I mean, you're right. I think about it.
1: But let me ask you this. If, if, if it was you, if you were the head coach of the New York Jets right now, and you know, like Twan said, they didn't tell him he's on the hot seat. Like that's not what's out in the media. We don't know, you know. It's not like a playoff mandate, right? But you know, it's, it's the seat's warm and it's gonna get hot. And and the thing is, do you want to put your career? You want to put your career in the hands of a guy that's gonna be unproven coming into the NFL, or do you want to find somebody that you know, like okay, at the very least, I'll. I'll get somebody that I know is going to okay. give me ten wins. Is okay, that...
2: I, I'll answer that real quick. So if I'm the Jets, I think you got to look at the plurality. Wait, of wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. I'm sorry, not because I want you to answer the question correctly. Not the Jets. If you're the head coach of the Jets, right? So if I'm Robert,
2: if I'm Robert Saleh, okay, like. You have to. The Jets have been terrible for for years. I think this is the first time where they've actually been a competitive football team. That's a pot. That's a step in a positive direction. I can't speak to the culture, but man, they they've went out and him and Joe Douglas have mm-hmm. went out and gotten pillars that long term pillars for that organization. So I think you ride you you ride the hot hand. I think you know with their drafting and, and, and personnel, I think you continue to try to find that quarterback. And you know what? And if it doesn't work, if they fire me. Then guess what? Look, I can look back at my team with the Jets and be like, "Yo, I did everything I could, but I really believe in if you don't have the quarterback in place, then your roster is incomplete." And I- I'm gonna stand on that.
3: Procession is reality. Like if the Jets they finished seven and ten without them finishing seven and four at one time, then I think the conversation might be different where they might have a that coaching staff might have another year, like to, like possibly after 2023. But the fact remains, like they had an opportunity to make the playoffs. And they all sit straight like that. I we tried to talk to Woody Johnson, the owner, after the uh, Dolphins game. He mm-hmm. didn't out. like he he didn't want he to hear it. Huh? Like Boy, we thought, all of might fired in. So just imagine them not making the playoff. And and by the way, the Jets are about to be the longest tenure team in North America of sports, and as far as playoff droughts. Like teams mm-hmm. are going to make the playoffs this year in the NBA. Like you think Woody Johnson wants to um, read that on the headlines on every single mm. that the Jets are the team that has the longest playoff drought in, the, in North American sports. No, mm. Mm. but that's about to be a reality.
1: Can't relate. No, I'm joking. But you know we all know <laughs> it ain't me, dog. <laughs> Can't relate. You know we had that 17 year drought, man. It was the best. I know. I, I get it. How we got in there, but man, I'm gonna tell you. When that thing happened, and, and the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs after the Ravens, and they taking I, that up, man.
3: Like, yeah, I was there. That was like a big party for the Bills. Like, and the Dolphins sit there had to sit there and listen to the Bills celebrating the opposite locker room, which you could hear, like wow. up and up and down. Like, yeah, it was. It, yeah, you hate you hate your rivals making the playoffs in front of you. So that was a bitter pill for them to swallow.
1: Hey, so I mean, I'm just saying if because it's a division rival, I'm just saying I would like for the Jets to to end up having to fire their coach this year, you know, but I do like him. So I, 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 I don't know. I think he's a good coach. I think he's smart. I think they're building a good thing there. But man, I would I would love for them to try to do what Sterling say and then like strike out and they just extend <laughs> that that playoff drought, man. Like I would love it. I would love it.
3: They know what it is like. They, they fully know, understand they fully understand that. They know they got to make the playoffs. They know. Like, so, yeah, that, that's why they're that's why they trying to go for the home run with Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly why they flew out there.
1: Mm. So, well, speaking about the team that um, the Buffalo Bills beat that Sunday that we ended up breaking the playoff drought, uh, how do you guys see Miami? Uh, we'll start with Strills on this one. What do you see Miami doing in the draft? What are they paying attention to?
2: Well, seeing that they don't have a first-round pick, uh, you know, I, I think they, they got some holes on the offensive line they need to fill uh they, they need help in linebacker as well and now because byron jones isn't coming back you know you really have to look at cornerback but the problem is you know when you you, you get a you, i think they got a second round pick uh you know they don't have that first round pick so it's like it's going to be tough for them to really fill out this roster they too are over the cap but not not by much so they can make some moves just like the bills to, to, to free up some cap space um, the, the cool thing that Miami has going for them is that it's a destination place, that people want to go play for them. Uh, I think the report that came out that, that, that uh, you showed me, Spence, that the, the, the uh, Dolphins, they look pretty good in terms of what the players felt about the, the organization how, and their structure. Um, so they, they got to go – look, they got to fix that offensive line just, just out of respect for Tua alone. If you, that's the only reason you do it, you got to do it. Um, so offensive line, linebacker cornerback is is and running back too is where they need to be looking
3: yeah you're talking about the nfl players association paul well yeah they finished second yeah, the Vikings finished first, and then the, the Raiders finished third, too, in that poll. But, yeah, I, I was going to hit on running back. They, they, I mean, they don't have any running back signed to the roster right now, so they got to they got to address that. I mean, that's the best way, especially when you talk about, you know, they run the same system as San Francisco. Like, the 49ers love to run the football, have a really good offense, and like to be physical. So, the Dolphins, if they're in the same mold of that with Mike McDaniel, they need a – Top line running back. Obviously, um, they don't have a first round pick, so they can't get B. John Robinson unless they trade up. But, you know, a guy like Tajay Spears from Tulane, I definitely think will be a really good pick for them, especially considering he's a bit of a home run hitter. And I think he'd be a a great, tremendous fit in that Mm -hmm. offense. And then definitely offensive line, too. The offensive line has definitely been a need for the Dolphins for the last decade plus, but they haven't, they they failed to solve it, to be quite honest with you.
1: In the comments here, Sarah and Daryl both are saying that they think Miami's going to take a a chance and try to see if they can get Jalen Ramsey, who's a free agent. Um, what do you all think about about that being a possibility?
3: I mean, they do need the cor- they do need cornerback help, though. I mean, the problem is is like they're not necessarily in the best cap situation either, and right. then. Um, now you, you already got to pay Tyreek Hill and, you know, you're going to have to make some moves as far as you're paying and Howard. And, you know, depending on what happens with Tua next year, if he balls out, then you may have to pay him too. So, I mean, they they could possibly be in a bad cap situation too.
1: It's so funny every time I talk to a Dolphins fan, though, because they think, especially now with, with everything that's kind of happening with the Bills, they think they're going to get Tremaine. They think they're going to get Jordan. They think they're going to sign Ramsey. Like, they think they're going to get everybody. And I'm just like, OK, yeah, I just watch. Yeah, all just watch. Yeah, well, trade it for... Jordan,
3: if they wanted to. But do you want to shell out like a ton of money for like a safety that's, you know, over the age of 30? I don't necessarily know if you know you it depends
1: yeah. on the length of the contract. Yeah, but no, I'm with you because I mean it just depends on the length of the contract and what they're trying to do. Here's my thing. I know I know a lot of people feel like Miami was there and then at the end it kind of, you know, with Tua's injury and everything to kind of unravel for them, but I I just don't I don't see them as um as much of a th- because of Tua, because of his injuries and stuff. I just don't see him as a team that I'm really going to be worried about in the grand scheme of things because can you keep your quarterback healthy? And you know, for me, with a guy like Jordan, I think he's in this position where it's like he's not. He, I well, I spoke to him. He's not chasing, he's not like at this point, like, well, you know what, I ain't win a championship, I'm gonna go into the best team possible and try to. That's not what he's doing, but at the same time, I'm saying this I don't think he wants to go and play for the Texans, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, it's right. not a, I think he wants to, he wants to win so. Me personally, he hasn't told me this, but me personally, I, I could see Jacksonville being a team that um, would be really impressive if they got Jordan. I, I could see, you know, but but back to this this uh, division.
3: It well, down there in Miami in the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, obviously a fit there. So, yeah, Jacksonville I could see too, especially a young team.
1: And they got the offense. I mean, they made the playoffs. They just got Calvin Ridley back. Um, or not back. It's, he'll be joining them now. But – you know i just i don't know uh but let's let's talk a little bit about the patriots before we got to get out of here we got about 15 minutes left um I've, i was talking to somebody uh over the weekend i'm trying to remember who it was. i was talking to them and they they seem to think that mac is the dude i'm not saying that i think the patriots need to draft a quarterback this year before we talk about the combine and, and the guys that the patriots should look at this year are y'all convinced about mac jones
2: I'm not I'm not Uh, you know I feel like you you need guys at the quarterback position that are are athletic can can make plays off schedule I mean that's what the NFL that's what's successful now in this league and and Mac Jones is not that Um, but I I do have some sympathy for Mac Jones because they haven't put the necessary components around him to be successful you know so I do give him a pass on that but I still don't think I still feel like he is a uh, you know bottom third uh, starter in the NFL, uh, I, think he, I think he'll I think he end up being a career backup to me. So I feel like the Patriots definitely need to go get some reinforcements at, uh, at quarterback.
3: I think he's an average quarterback. I mean, I think you kind of saw like some good Matt Jones like his rookie year. I mean, the Patriots end up making the playoffs. I mean, I think he had a little bit to do with that. But also, you know, the lack of continuity. I mean, you had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays. Mm-hmm. Right, so I mean, to God's sake. I mean, last year. I mean, the Bill, the bring Bill O'Brien in there, to the bring some stability there. The offensive coordinator position, something that they desperately needed last year. I mean, I think you can maximize the talent, you know, there, and especially Bill O'Brien being at Alabama for a little bit too. So, you know, he'll have an understanding to kind of, the kinda, you know, the system that the Crimson Tide runs. Also, what makes Matt Jones a little bit more comfortable. And I think, you know, you'll maximize the talent, you know, out of him. Is he going to be, you know, this top 10 quarterback? No, but I think we already knew that anyway, him coming out of the draft. But I think you can, you bait the playoffs with him. I think you can be successful and in the way the Patriots run their scheme. know they're gonna be good defensively. We already know what New England's gonna be. They're gonna be good defensively. You know, they're gonna have a sound offensive line. They're gonna be well coached there. It's just a matter of can they get enough offensively to make the playoffs. And I mean I think they can there. I think they're very similar structure as the Jets. It's just that they don't necessarily have, you know, the young pieces there that the Jets have. So I think that's the big difference with them.
1: They got a good running game. I love (laughs) their run game. They do, they do, and, they, do. and they, they spent a lot of money on tight ends. If they if yeah. now I don't know if their tight ends will show up, but if their tight ends play up to their contracts, I mean it could it, you know what if they get I
3: it. A new one, I, I got. They need to take Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. Like I think he'd be a tremendous pick for the, that. That's a typical Patriots pick because he right right he reminds me. You know I want to put you know compare. I hate comparisons, but. You know, as far as like Rob Gronkowski, like a little bit, like he kind of reminds me a little bit of him, like just the way that he he can block, he can catch the ball out the backfield. I mean, he's a game breaker. So I think if fourteen New England, you know, that's that's for me. That, I think that's exactly what they're gonna do.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you this: My man Roy Collins in the comments said Mac Jones or Daniel Jones. Who would you take?
3: Oh, I'm making Matt Jones. I'm taking Matt Jones. Like I, you know, Daniel Jones to me, like I, I think Brian Dable got the most he can out of him.
1: Like, that's how 15 touchdowns he got yeah. 15
2: touchdowns out Correct. of it that's tough man i I probably go Daniel Jones because he gives you a, a added element of athleticism and to be able to run the ball and extend plays um that's that's who I go with
1: actually Danny dimes see now I'm gonna actually go with Swan on this one I feel like you give you give New England say you give New England an offensive mind like Brian Dayball. Now, Mac is not a runner of the football. He can't do the stuff Josh Daniel Jones couldn't do the stuff Josh could do. But we saw a huge improvement in Daniel Jones, and it was still only 15 touchdowns to what five interceptions or something like that. You give Mac Jones an offensive mind like that that's creative. They bring in some weapons, they draft a receiver or two. They have Ramondre Stevenson, who I think is I love Ramondre Stevenson. I hate Patriots, but I love Ramondre Stevenson. And I, I think he's I think he's solid, man. So I don't know. I would go Mac Jones, but I, I agree with your assessment of him earlier. Like I don't think he's going to be anything super special, but that's an interesting question because we both uh, I think everybody agrees like
2: yeah.
1: Is Mac going to be the long-term guy? Is he going to get a Josh Allen deal? Is he going to get a Is he but Daniel Jones just got the bag. Like you know what I mean? He just got a very good contract, but I would take Mac Jones over him.
2: You know why? And I'll add to this too. It's like I'm a fan of what Brian Dable has done for danny dimes like i feel like they they have really did i think they really did something to, to to mac jones psyche i can't speak on that in terms of like i know what's going on but man just from the outside looking in the way they handled the quarterback situation man I, if i'm mac jones i'm like yo i gotta i want to be somewhere where i'm wanted you know what i'm saying like where i'm in a, a situation like what you guys say where they're going to give me weapons they're going to give me infrastructure that i can lean on and so forth look at what you know Daniel Jones did with Brian Dayball with no receiving help, right? I mean, he was throwing – his number one receiver was Isaiah Hodgins down the stretch. Um, and, and, you know, he, I think he played considerably well. Uh, Brian Dayball got the most talent out of him, and this is a guy that was drafted pretty early. Uh, and he has upside as a quarterback. I just think where you get drafted matters. And in the in the, in the infrastructure you have in place, all that matters. So, Mac Jones may be a, a product of just being in a defensive uh, – you know, led offense, right, with Brian uh, – was it Bill Belichick? God, yeah. I, I can't stand that dude. But
3: uh, I I I would love for Mac Jones to be successful
2: just somewhere else.
3: I, I don't think either one of these guys are, like, it. But, mm-hmm. you know, fact of the matter is, it's kind of what uh, Spence said. Like, you know, you have a guy like Brian Dayball who got – I think he got the absolute most, like, out of Daniel Jones, and nobody else was able to do that. I mean, and, and look – and by the way, I mean, Daniel Jones' last coach was also – you know, Matt Jones offensive coordinator essentially last year. And we kind of saw how that went down with New York.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited about the draft. I'm excited about I'm excited about free agency. Um any any um before we get on out of here, any you know, inclination on any anybody, do you know where anybody's like you feel like hey this is just a good fit. This is where it's gonna happen. Um, or is there anywhere that you would like certain players to go? I know we talked about Lamar Jackson. Personally, I would like to see him go to Detroit if he does leave um, Baltimore. I think him in Detroit would be fun. I know they have golf. I know it's like, it, and golf did good last year. So I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not taking anything away from him. But you put Lamar Jackson with those type of receivers, that type of offensive line, and a defense. I, I think they're a tough team, and I think they're on the upswing. And I think uh, the Lions are going to ha- make some noise soon, especially with Aaron. Well, Rodgers didn't make the playoffs anyway because of the, the the Lions at the end of the season. But I think, you know, it's no longer just Green Bay's division. And I, I don't think the Bears have taken a strangle. So I would love to see Lamar Jackson go somewhere like Detroit. Uh, I, I also, speaking of Detroit, I also, very sad, feel this in my heart. I think that Tremaine Edmonds is probably going to end up there, too. I could see a really good fit for Tremaine Evans with with Detroit. I don't want it. I, w- I want the Bills to figure it out. Adam Scheffner uh said this morning on ESPN that he expects the Buffalo Bills to lose both Jordan Poyer and Tremaine Edmonds. I hate hearing that we're gonna lose Tremaine Edmonds. I I've been saying it for a while though. I do think he's gone. But you know, uh I, I think I think Detroit would be a good fit.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh you know, it just it just it's just so frustrating, man. Like I, I really don't agree with how Maybe some of the personnel decisions have been made with the Bills. I mean, if you sit there and you call Tremaine Emmons a quarterback or a defense and you re-up Josh Allen, which bona fide, superstar, et cetera, Tremaine Emmons has had the best season of his career. Like, you should have locked him up long-term before you locked up Dawson Knox, to be honest. Um, but I get it. It's a business, and you can't keep everybody. But, I mean, you don't come around guys like Tremaine Emmons very often with that upside, the intangibles. The range. I mean, he 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 is a full. He is a complete package and some for the linebacker position. And letting him walk out the door is sinister, if you ask me.
3: Yeah, I, I think if you talk about. You know, we talked about Lamar Jackson but you know him going to the commanders I think that would be a really good fit too I mean you know they're, they're really sound defensively and they I mean they got some weapons too you know they got a running back they got you know Terry McLaurin too as well they're trying to build that offensive line I think that'd be a really good and then obviously Eric B. Enemy is there the offensive coordinator like I would love to see that uh as a fit there I don't know if it would have obviously they said they're out on Lamar but you know you kind of hope that you know, maybe they come to their senses and possibly, you know, change their mind. But I, I think that would be a tremendous fit for the commanders.
1: No, I agree. I would I would love to see Eric Enemy do something with Lamar Like all of these people have been doubting Eric B. Enemy is the offensive mind. It's you know, it's it's not his offense anyway. He's not calling he's not calling the plays. Let's see. And you put him with somebody like Lamar Jackson, I would love it. They got receivers, they got a run game, they got a good I would love it. I would love it. So, and like I said, get him the hell out to AFC. Get him, get him yeah, gone yeah. out to AFC. I don't want no parts of Lamar Jackson, man. So, well, let's go ahead and get on out of here. Uh, Sterles, I, I just mentioned your article, but do you have anything else coming up or anything that you want to highlight before we get on out?
2: Yeah, I'm working on my uh mock draft 1.0. Uh, I should uh, I'll submit it this weekend. Uh, so hopefully early next week, uh, you'll be able to see what my first mock draft is. This will be the first of three mock drafts that I'll be doing in the offseason for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Real quick, before I ask Twine this, Roy always got to mess with me, and he knows it's going to mess with me. Roy knows. He said, honestly, though, the Bills can win games without Edmonds. Beef up the offense. Bruh, did you see the Buffalo Bills on defense the week that Tremaine Edmonds got injured in the second quarter? Do you remember what the defense looked like when Tremaine Edmonds was not in there? And I know we praise Matt Milano. I love Matt Milano. This is not a shot at Matt Milano. The reason why Matt Milano was so good is because he and Tremaine Edmonds together as a tandem are awesome. Did you see how the Bills looked on defense without the quarterback of their defense? Get on out of here with that talk, man. Where am I sign? Tremaine, I love you, dog. I love you, dog. Come back. Come back, man. Don't, don't, don't listen to these fans. Don't listen to these fans. Come back, Twine. You got anything that you want to talk about? Highlight real quick before we get on out of here.
3: Well, I'm just on Aaron Rodgers watch all weekend,
1: all week. So yeah, you just check. It <laughs> yeah. it's <out there>, so. <laughs> just yo, just fans, it. well, sorry, yeah. just fans be on your head. I'm sorry, just fans be on your head. He he tweeted something oh, about basketball. I, I, yeah, I, he I,
3: tweeted I, bas- about. Oh yeah, it's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, really?
1: Like, <laughs> but
3: yeah, you check out Antoine Stanley on Twitter, New York Daily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, you know, uh, like I said, and I say it every week. Y'all know how we do over here with Buffalo Rumblers. Uh, Y'all take care of each other. Y'all love each other and live in peace. And as always, y'all stay positive and test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills.